Welcome to Ag Credit Set It. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from all parts of the agriculture industry to bring you insights and must-have information on all things from farming to finances and everything in between. All right, welcome back to Ag Credit Set It. This is Libby Wickstead, and I'm down here in Reynoldsburg at Ohio Department of Ag. And we are with Director Baldridge. How are you today? I am great. We are so glad to have you today. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about what ODA does. And also, we're going to dive into um, a little bit of what Governor DeWine has um, challenged Director Baldridge with um, over his term here. Um, So, Brian, director, would you um, like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your path to becoming the director of Ohio Department of Ag? Absolutely. Well, uh, (laughs) my path uh, started down in Southern Ohio to family farm, seventh generation uh, family farm in Adams County and uh, farmed all my life. Uh, It's a way of life. It still is today. We we farm a few hundred acres, raise some beef cattle, uh, still at the the home seventh generation farm. My wife and I are in the middle of remodeling that farmstead 1852 (laughs) farmhouse as we speak. So maybe not the smartest thing in life, but uh, a fun project uh, for us to do together. But that was the start. um, And, uh, you know, grew up, we were, we were a very diverse uh, farm operation. Uh, We, and, and including, uh, we were tobacco farmers. We raised about 20 acres of burley tobacco oh, wow. and uh, also had a hybrid seed corn business, which was unique to Southern Ohio and, and Ohio in general. So um, always uh, kind of knew what uh, hard work was, whether it was the tasseling corn or, or cutting tobacco. And and uh, so that was always a, a great, great uh, family operation and just great opportunities for that. Um, grew up very active in 4-H and FFA, had opportunities, had a couple great uh FFA leaders and uh, 4-H advisors that drug uh, a number of us across the at least eastern part from the Mississippi East, uh, doing a lot of general livestock judging mm-hmm. and had a lot of opportunities with that. And, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, when it comes to the political side of it, I uh, my dad was involved in, in local politics and, and as a youngster, you know, that 17-year-old, you know, they said, ah, what do you want to do? And I, I said, you know, I don't know what I want to do for sure. I know I want to farm. Uh, I want to do that. And I know I don't want to get in politics. <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't quite work out the way I had a plan. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of I, I started at a local government level. Um, just uh, basically my start was with the local volunteer fire department. Um, but then got involved with with the local township and said, "Ooh, I kind of like this," and ran for trustee. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the pivotal pivotal move that got me more engaged, maybe even at, at a larger scale, is the state level. I I ran for the Ohio Township Board of Directors, and my claim to fame on that speech was uh, at that time I was employed as a fire medic uh, down the east side of Cincinnati, and I said, "I uh, on this board I'll represent." the sixth largest township in the state of Ohio population-wise. And on, as a board member, I will represent the smallest township as an elected <laughs> official uh, on the board of directors. So did that. And uh, so that was a great opportunity. And then then ran for county commissioner um, and, and 
was four-term county commissioner and the same thing. I got involved with the state association. So always was close to the state house and close to policy that affected local government. And, uh, and then, you know, lo and behold, term limits in Ohio and my state representative was term limited out. And I said, okay, let's take a peek at that. So, and then, uh, you know, being involved with that, um, I had opportunity to serve a couple terms in the legislature and this opportunity came about. And, uh, that's what finds us to this seat sitting here, the ODA here in Reynoldsburg and representing the state of Ohio. Uh, on a personal note, uh, my wife and I, 33 years, two children, and I am on grandbaby number three, three little girls, Aww. and uh, the oldest is three and a half, four months, uh, and uh, one month. So oh life goodness. is great, and I look forward, you know, I raise my kids through the agricultural way of life, and mm-hmm. uh, those 4-H and FFA opportunities, I look forward to helping helping be a good guidance to raise my grandchildren in that same path. Yeah. That that guidance from a young age and 4-H and FFA, I think looking back and even us talking off off record here, um, how how important that is and just the impact that that has of you know where I'm in my career and where obviously where you've gone in your career and and how you grow up too. Well, you never say never, right? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so can you share with our listeners exactly what does Ohio Department of Ag do? You know, for a lot of farmers, I feel like, yeah, we know you guys are there. We know, okay, like I had told you, okay, I have to have permits for my, you know, my pig barn. But what else is there and how are you impacting the everyday farmer? Sure. And, I, and the unique side of the Ohio Department of Agriculture, um, we, we are in the regulatory space, but we are everything agriculture is a good way to put it. Um, you know, we, we put safety number one, uh, and I'll just kind of go down through as we look at some of the regulatory side uh, as we, we look at things. But whether it's meat processing, uh, plant health, uh, farmland preservation, ride safety, you know, that's another mm-hmm. one with that tragedy. We had a tragedy here in 2017, and, and uh, you know, we want to make sure that uh, all rides across our great state are, are safe. And, uh, you know, weights and measures, what a great partnership. Uh, that division partners with our local county auditors mm-hmm. uh, to provide a service locally across our state. Um, food safety, you know, we we are part of that safety chain. That we all take for granted when we go to the stores or we go to restaurants and knowing that mm-hmm. food safety um, it, it is always a top priority. And, um, you know, our folks are all across the state uh, making sure that samples are pulled, tests are done, and just keeping keeping our, our, our state and, and our world safe. Um, animal health when it comes to disease um, and working through that and making sure that all our agricultural animals are, are, are safe and, and from a standpoint of as we always are concerned about being proactive and looking at disease pressures mm-hmm. um, that can really, really impact uh, especially our poultry and our swine. Um, so we are forefront of that, uh, led by our state vet, Dr. Summers. Um, and then we get into, you know, dairy, um, dairy division, which works with not only the, those dairy farmers and those producers, but also the transportation of milk and, and mm-hmm. the, the commercial um, processing facilities. Uh, another thing we work on is marketing. Uh, and a sub of that is Ohio Proud. And, and you know, that division is just marketing ag in general. Um, and from a standpoint of Ohio Proud being that Kind of, I put it in a mindset, buy local. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those businesses that are maybe a little smaller that really want to put that label on and, and be proud of who we are and what agriculture means to us. And and then you touched on a little bit ago as far as the processing from our DLAP, and that's our large CAFO facilities. Those are regulated through ODA. Just making sure those facilities are properly engineered and put in place to make sure that uh, that management, uh, you know, is in doing the proper things, proper management, proper application of manure um, on our fields all across our state. And I'll kind of go to the last one, and that's our soil and water division that we work with, again, partners Mm -hmm. in our local counties. Um, But knowing that's the division that heads up H2 Ohio. And that is a top, top priority uh, of the governor, uh, top priority of mine. And it's a top priority. It should be a top priority for all of us in the ag community. Uh, You know, we're fortunate in Ohio to have an abundance of water. Uh, Other states, I was just out at our national conference in Wyoming, and their conversations when it comes to water is completely different from it here in Ohio. So we have an abundance of water, but we want to make sure that water quality is the top priority as well. We all have water issues. They're just different issues. You are absolutely (laughs) right. Um, Can you go into a little bit more of H2Ohio and the importance of that? Because most, you know, where Ag Credit is, is in Northwest Ohio. And that is what's impacted the most. Um, I will give a plug. They do have an equipment interest savings program going on right now. So anybody that's listening, if you are going to purchase any equipment that is going to be with manure handling or anything like that um, with nutrients, talk to your local ad credit um, account officer and see if there's any opportunity to get that savings. I know money will go fast, um, but there could be still some there, you know, when this podcast um, comes out, but go ahead, director. <laughs> Absolutely. From a standpoint of, you know, H2IO, uh, H, uh, uh, the the priority that's put in place and, and this started, obviously, you know, we look at history and we know what brought this forth and the algae blooms. And I remember sitting back in the, uh, uh, County Commissioners Association, uh, State Association board meeting, and and uh, myself and other ag um, folks were on that board, um, and there were folks who were not from the ag community, and there was a lot of pointing of fingers and saying, hey, what are you guys doing? This is all your guys' fault, and, and the ag community is really wrong in this space, and it was great, uh, I think, back at that time, and, and to, to stand up and to have a voice and say, no, we're part of it. Mm-hmm. We all are. This is a society uh, issue and and whether it's the uh, you know um, mistakes were made uh, in over application and proper application from the ag community, but it's also the private septic systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the municipality septic systems. So knowing that we are as a state all in this together, and and not only as a state, but as we look at Lake Erie and water quality, our neighbors around, uh, we're all in this together. And what a great program! Uh, I was fortunate to set in the legislature. Uh, in the subcommittee of the finance uh, regarding agriculture. And that's where the, you know, the governor's initiative in 2019, when uh, Governor DeWine and Lieutenant Houston looked at making this an incentive program, making water quality a priority, and just figuring out how we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so it was amazing as I look back on the policy side of it, and, and it got to be part of that uh, in 2019, but now with this opportunity in this role to now look at it on the other side of it, and that's on the operational side of it. And, you know, I really, really appreciate and lift up our employees that work within uh, that program here at ODA and, again, our partners in our local soil and water boards. And, um, you know, it, it from a standpoint of what makes this program successful, one, 
it's a great opportunity to look at incentive. You know, we're incentivizing mm-hmm. best practices all across our state, and knowing that is the way I like to um, when it comes to policy and, and how to um, you know fix a problem, and that's looking at best practices and mm-hmm. how it's working, and you know. It's uh, it, it's a great program. What we need more than anything in this program, we are going through the re-enrollment process right now. And and a lot of uh, the, the ag community who's participating in this program is re-enrolling. But what we've got to do is, is really, you know, we started in at 14 counties and we expanded it to 24 counties. But what we need more than anything is the folks who are participating in this, knowing what they're doing and their best practices, they need to tell that story. Yeah. You know, it's it's that, and I'll I'll put it in my perspective when I go to a local restaurant and drink a coffee. Um, you know, I, I want to encourage folks who have participated in this program to tell the story of their friends and neighbors who are not participating, mm-hmm. because we do need everybody to step up. Um, because you know, this is an incentive program. The other options, it, it can go down that path of regulatory, right. and I don't think any of us in the ag community want to see that. So we need everybody to step up and be part of the solution. Uh, I'm encouraging that as, as I've had the opportunity to go to some of the kickoff meetings and re-enrollment meetings. Mm-hmm. But uh, we really, that's that's the strongest message that I have today is making sure that we need everybody to participate. Yeah, and I know in my county we've had, um, we were one of the counties that was added um, as the 24 to make it the total 24. And we, we had a lot of people who were already doing those practices and they're like, well, why not, you know, why not just enroll, um, and trying to encourage others who, um, you know, we have a lot of hogs in Marion County. We, we do. And, you know, encouraging others, um, to enroll in the program. Cause it's like, you're already, you know, you're already doing this. Um, and then you get paid for it. You know, it, it's, it, it is a win-win, you know, other than people just looking at your records, but it, you know, if it, if you're already doing it and you're doing what you should be doing because you are a steward of the land, um, which most farmers are, you know, it's it's an awesome program to be in. Yeah, and, and that, that's a great point. I mean, we know that there are a tremendous amount of folks uh, in the ag community that are doing these, these practices already. Mm-hmm. But what it helps us to do from the Department of Ag and from the state of Ohio uh, is to capture that information mm-hmm. and, and to really be able to tell a narrative that, folks, we are part of the solution in the ag community. We care about soil. We care about water. It mm-hmm. kind of goes into our business model. Uh, <laughs> right. and, and, and we care about that foundation of our business model. And uh, so, you know, it, it's it's really that opportunity to, to help tell the good story of what our ag community is doing uh, in best practices. Yeah, and I think um, just... And everything in agriculture, it's tell your story. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to share what our story is. And if you guys can have the information, too, to say we are doing our part, you know, then the negative tone towards ag can get, you know, changed around and that perception get changed because you guys have the data right yep. there. Yep. When we're already doing the practices that you guys are suggesting. Yeah, we get the brag right now of, you know, 2,400 participants uh, signed up in those programs, about one and a half million acres. But those numbers need to go up. I'll right. be the first one to say that, uh, you know, and and I, I had some friends. It was great to be at State Fair and walking through the, the hog barn that, that I grew up in and raised my kids in. But, you know, I, I caught some of the folks in that northwest corner, <laughs> and I said, hey, a couple of them. I said, are you signed up? And I said, no. I said, you know, we looked at it. And I said, well, let me tell you the other side of it. 
we we need that participation, even if you're doing those. We need to be yeah. able to help tell the story because that's the pushback we get to do from the ag community mm-hmm. to say all the great things that we're doing in this uh, in this space. Yeah, tell your story, everybody. Tell your story. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and also, when you were going through that list of all the um, all the areas that you guys cover, I think you can come back to and saying that safety, you know, going again with water quality, like you said, safety is the number one thing going through, you know, the food security piece of it, um, the rides, you know, there's so much more that we don't even realize that you guys, you guys are covering and realizing that really, I mean, I guess I just listening here, I didn't realize that safety is a priority in everything that we do. Um, you know, and, and like you said, you had your granddaughter, you know, you have granddaughters and that, you know, like this is why, you know, that, that list is, is very important to you because of, you know, because of them and our kids. And so, you know, that's an awesome thing. Um, going, uh, you know, along with the safety aspect, um, can you share with us what Governor DeWine has kind of charged you with here, um, you know, with uh, obviously H2 Ohio, um, and then I th- believe the other one was having um, an animal testing lab. Yep. So um, we're fortunate here at ODA, High Department of Agriculture, to have been awarded through the legislature, and, and, and maybe I was there and got to vote for that. Okay, I was. <laughs> But uh, you know, I want to thank. Neat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank my colleagues that I'd served with previously um, for that to really to to support our animal disease diagnostic lab replacement. Uh, this is an outdated building. Uh, this is a lab that uh, is in dire need of replacement. Uh, that funding was put in place. We're, we're at a dollar figure of approximately $80 million. And what this means for Ohio is knowing that we have the, the, the cutting edge, that technology of, of when it comes to, we touched on it earlier, as far as dis- disease outbreaks and so mm-hmm. forth, um, we have to be willing, ready, and able to, to respond um, from that standpoint. Um, and our capacity, we have a uh, pretty good pa- capacity today. Our normal tests that go on day in and day out, uh, thousands of tests that are done through that facility. But we know that about 30% of the testing that is done, needed, required for mm-hmm. our state is done at our labs here. And I'm a huge bi-local person. So <laughs> I was, I was uh, you know, it's exciting to say, okay, with this new lab, we increase our capacity. And we're going to be able to to keep um, those tests and provide those services to our industry here in Ohio and get that number from 30 up as high as we can to mm-hmm. just provide, you know, provide that local. And, and again, I'll go back to that that buy local uh, and be able to serve right here um, in, in our state and, and take care of the, the folks in that space in our state. So that's that's our responsibility from a standpoint of go, um, government uh, to do. And uh, so this is an exciting time. We are groundbreaking here in the next couple months um, mm-hmm. uh, on that facility and should be up and running uh, in the mid-2026. Okay. So um, current lab is still functional. But this this gives us the ability to really expand uh, to expand out our employees and and expand those services that's really needed for Ohio in the ag space. Absolutely, I feel like Ohio is just Ohio is such an awesome state because we are leading um, so much in agriculture. Um, just I don't I don't I feel like we're almost um, trying to get ahead of everybody else and just be that leader, you know, within the states and. 
With the lab testing, I think that's great because there are so many that are sent out of state and you have to wait and having that relationship of just having it right here, having that data too for, you know, for you guys tracking things and, um, you know, there, there's some diseases out there that can be really scary coming into the United States. You know, obviously I'm a pig person, so I think of African swine flu coming in and, you know, that impact that that could have and, which I know you guys are very, very also involved with that and, and trying to come up with a plan when that comes through. Um, are there any, are there anything else that, um, that Governor DeWine has, has challenged you guys with that he would like to see done, um, other than really the water quality and the lab testing? Sure. I'll touch on a couple others. Uh, one is a discussion of farmland preservation. Uh, you know, here Absolutely. in Ohio, <laughs> Ohio it, it, it's a good thing uh, that we feel the pressures uh, from a, a growth in economic development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know just, just a little bit northwest of here, the, the announcement of Intel uh, and what that means for our great state. And that's exciting. Um, but, and then, so with that comes residential growth and, mm-hmm. but, We'll flip that to the side as ag producers. Um, that puts pressures on our our foundation of our operation, and that's right. farmable, tillable land. So we're feeling those pressures. So there's a lot of discussion. You know, how do we balance that economic development mm-hmm. versus that? You know, the ag community is tasked with providing food uh, for right. our state and our world, and uh, so we've got to be able to do that. Uh, so so it's a constant conversation of how how we look at uh, farmland preservation in general and how we do balance the economic development side of right. things with us in the ag community. Um, and then uh, one other is it, it's amazing and I appreciate so much Governor DeWine and, and his vision for the state fair. Uh, and, yes. and and know that that connection to the state fair is that connection to our 94 counting independent fairs all across mm-hmm. our state. And you know, we talk about the next generation in ag, and this is that opportunity um, for that next generation to learn, to showcase, to understand um, 4-H and FFA in general. And, yes. and, and the other side of it is we talked about telling stories a minute ago. It's our opportunity in the ag community to tell that story mm-hmm. to that urban person who has no idea. Uh, and yes, just to be clear, you know, you know, chocolate milk doesn't come from brown cows. Steaks <laughs> don't come from Kroger's. Right. Um, you know, it's part of the cycle. But we we get to tell the story at our fairs, our state mm-hmm. fair, our expositions, our, our county fairs. We get to tell that story from an ag standpoint. So it's exciting to know that the governor's put a priority. Again, the legislature has stepped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, look, we're excited about the projects that are going to going to kick off here after Corridors Congress. Uh, we're going to see some uh, a lot of we've got some demolition demolition going on. We've got some infrastructure as far as our utilities that are going to be really really upgraded uh, that have been in dire need to do that here at our state ground, state fairgrounds. But you know what a, an opportunity to connect with urban and ag. All in one spot to showcase the great things. I know, you know, at the Laosie building this year, Intel was there and and Cosi, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's not, it's it's ag, but it's the ag story to tell, right. and it's a collaboration of all of Ohio and mm-hmm. and don't forget the food. I love fair food, <laughs> and there's plenty of that at these uh, our county fairs and our state fairs. So, you know, knowing that's a priority um, that the governor has put, you know, he's put the task force together as far as the 2050 plan. Uh, I have the privilege by being director of ag to sit on the expo mm-hmm. uh, commission. So it, it's great to be part of that um, 
opportunity and that vision as we look forward. And I got to say something. I got to do a shout out for my dear friend, the general manager, Virgil Strickler, oh, who is retiring. Uh, we're going to miss Virgil. He has been an icon at that state fair and the service and the vision that he has had in, in running uh, the state fair and the expo uh, facility in general has, has been great. So we're going to miss him. He won't be far, but uh, <laughs> I, I got to give him a plug for and thank him for all his service in that role. Yeah. And I will say, you know, I'm a product of, you know, of going through, I showed at the state fair, I showed pigs and chickens and, um, you know, just what he had done for the fair. He was there the whole entire, um, I guess, time that I was in 4-H and FFA. And so, you know, we do thank him for the opportunity for us to come to the fair and to showcase, you know, our projects and, and there's so many kids that still have benefited from that. Yeah. Um, and like you said, sharing that story to, um, people, urban people. And we, you know, that I, our 4-H and FFA kids, it is so neat to see them at that level because th with them communicating and talking to the public and just sharing their story, they, I mean, they're almost better than we are. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, when, when our, our, our young folks are up on those microphones, I was at the FFA uh, legislative luncheon the other day, and I thought, boy, I got I to gotta step up my speeches because these— <laughs> These young uh, young men and women are, are just doing a great job speaking about ag, but it is truly that opportunity. We we need to tell our story in the ag community whenever we can because it's a story that is it's a great story, mm -hmm. um, but we got to tell it. Right. If we if we tell it amongst ourselves that local restaurant over coffee, <laughs> we all know that story, but we need to expand that out and, and right. tell um, folks across our great state what a good story it is. Yeah, so I guess you guys have a lot of a lot of projects going, on, a lot of big projects that you guys are tasked with. <laughs> a little bit, just a few. Um, I guess lastly, my question would be: um, What advice would you share with young and beginning farmers? Sure. Um, one of the, one of the good pieces that that I would share from a standpoint of just listen to the folks who came before you. You know, I, I do a lot of listening. Um, uh, you know, I, I try to two ears, one mouth, and, and try to really listen and learn um, from folks who came before us. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, the technology is definitely ever changing in the ag community, mm -hmm. and, and it is different. Uh, but to, to understand the foundation and, and the pride, the boots on the ground that we have in the ag space, the first is just, just listen to those stories of the folks who came before us. And, uh, you know, there, there, there's good opportunities um, for the next generation of ag um, um, folks, uh, the men and women who are going to to take care of that uh, after I'm out of the, the space and, and uh, you know, providing food for, for our state and our world. Um, you know, there are opportunities. One of the things that is run through to ODA, which was another piece of legislation recently, was the beginning um, farmer tax credit. Mm -hmm. um, and and just to touch on that a little bit, that not only helps that beginning farmer mm -hmm. um, and that young young person coming into the space, but it also helps that that uh, end of uh, career person that's retiring out of ag. So it's, um, you know, it, it, it works on both sides. And that was the goal behind the legislation. Uh, so I encourage uh, young folks, uh, folks who are getting into, looking to get into agriculture, to reach out to ODA here and, and we'll get you in touch with that division and try to explain it the best we can and, and see if it fits uh, for, for your future. But now I, I, I tell folks, and anytime, especially when I'm talking with with uh, young young groups, you know uh, what what a great story to tell in agriculture, and our future is bright. 
mm-hmm. when it comes to the ag, uh, as we look at our young people participating in ag today, and we want to continue to expand that. But our future is bright, uh, not only in ag, but just as our great state uh, with our young people and our next generation. So that's exciting for me uh, to continually um, – I get to travel around to come to some of these fairs. I was at Shockton County uh, the other day, and uh, you know, got to speak at their uh, before their steer show. And and one thank the young people who were participating, but also thank the moms and grandpas and dads <laughs> and, and everybody that were there to show watching them. So yeah, yeah, we haven't started yet. We're almost there. My son's in kindergarten, so we're trying to figure out. <laughs> Where we're gonna go? <laughs> I know. I, uh, you know, Aubrey, uh, my uh, three and a half year old oldest grandbaby. I told uh, my wife Lori. I said, you know, I got to get back into these show pigs. I might have to get a few sows here. <laughs> I got shot down pretty quick, but we'll we'll keep working on that. She's got a couple years. Yeah. Well, you pro- you sound like my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you got the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, Director Baldridge, we would like to thank you for taking your time to um, share what ODA, um, all that it entails, and also what your number one priorities are, um, and we appreciate your time. Well, thank you. It's great to represent this agency, uh, uh, and I appreciate the... uh, uh, Governor DeWine giving me the opportunity and Lieutenant Governor Houston. And it's it's just amazing place. I encourage anybody, uh, if you're in Reynoldsburg, you're in Columbus and want to stop out here at High Department of Agriculture, you know, we have 530 employees, 10 buildings, five laboratories, just on the east side of Columbus here in Reynoldsburg. So please stop out, um, you know, and we'll be glad to, to show you around. And, and it helps us tell the story, but I want to educate folks and just see the great things that we do out here. So thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. And that was an invitation. So yes. anybody who wants to come, you better go. It's a neat place down here. Um, that will do it for this episode. Um, we will see you guys next time. And be sure to subscribe to our show and um, like us on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll see you next time on Ad Credit Set It. Thank you for listening to Ad Credit Set It. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave us a review to help others find the show. Let's talk ag in between episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AgCredit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net.